0: Welcome to the Stop Down Photography Podcast, episode 24. I'm your host, Scott Davenport. Today's topic, the creative benefits of cross-training. Hi everyone, welcome. Thanks for joining me today. So it is nearly the official start of summer here in 2020, summer in the Northern hemisphere. The days are longer, golden hours stretch a little further. Great time to be outside with our cameras, great time to capture landscapes, and I'm trying to build up some creative momentum as we enter these summer months. It's been a long spring, let's be honest. It's been a long spring. It's creative flow that I want to talk about today and how cross-training may help with that creative flow. If you enjoy today's podcast, please share it with a friend, on social media, with your camera club, and hey, even just shoot me a message. Let me know you enjoyed the episode. I'd appreciate that. You can contact me directly at stopdownpodcast.com. As creatives, we all know we get stuck from time to time. We hit a creative rut, and there is a habit that can help you get unstuck and maybe even reduce the number of times you get stuck creatively. What is this habit? Cross-training. Cross-training in this context is having multiple interests. So I'm not talking about go get a bunch of new sporting gear and and train really hard. No, this is the creative value of being able to draw inspiration and experience from just a wider set of things and things that already pique your interest. What brought me to talk about cross-training today is an article i received from joel a friend of the show i met and worked with joel about a year ago on a workshop i hosted in big sur california so joel shared an article with me about creativity and expertise and some of the themes in the article intersected with the perspective i read about paul Erdős, the famous hungarian mathematician and in today's podcast i'm going to connect these two threads with each other as well as photography personality traits mathematician, photography, we got some cross-training right there. First, this article about creativity and expertise. It's on a site called Personality Junkie, entitled Creator or Expert? Personality, Ability, Creativity, and Expertise. I've got a link in the show notes to the article if you'd like to read it. Short read, it'll take you a few minutes, and it's an interesting one. The crux of the article is the line between a creative person and an expert in a field? Does expertise limit or reduce creativity? When you get so good at something, are you not able to break out of the precision-crafted mold you've made for yourself? One of the examples used in the article is Albert Einstein, a truly creative thinker, although as the article points out, Einstein often turned to his math colleagues for help with his theories. Einstein may not have been an expert in math, but he was surely a creative thinker. But the item in the article that jumped out at me was a section on cross-training. Highly creative people tend to have a broader set of interests, and overtraining in a single area may even limit creativity. Now, I'm highly focused on landscape photography, and that caught my attention. It also made me think of a story about Paul Urdish. I read this story in a book entitled "Messy: The Power of Disorder to Transform Our Lives. It's by Tim Harford. Link is in the show notes. I mentioned this book in episode 18 as well. Paul Erdos was a Hungarian mathematician and a prolific one. He engaged in all sorts of branches of mathematics. And because of that cross-training, he'd often help a colleague solve one problem by relating it to an advancement made in a completely different field of mathematics. And Erdos bounced around the scientific and engineering world, chiming in on one project or another, and this is on a global scale. He's like a mathematic nomad, really. Hungary to Russia to China to Mongolia to Singapore to Australia, and that was just in one year in the early 1960s. Erdős published about 1,500 papers on mathematics. It's an astonishing number for academic papers. The collaborators have invented the Erdős number. The number of steps between a mathematician and Paul Erdős in terms of co-authorship If you have ever played the game Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon about movies, you get the idea. And if you haven't, I'll put a link in the show notes to Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. You'll uh, you'll get a bit of fun out of that, too. Anyhow, Paul Erdős was a cross-trainer, and it clearly resulted in creative solutions to difficult math problems. He was a connect-the-dots guy, someone who could see the trees and the forest. So, these two things converged in my week. An article citing the creative benefits of cross-training, the tales of globetrotting Paul Erdős and his multidisciplinary math triumphs. They got me thinking about photography. Kind of a leap, but a lot of things make me think about my photography. So, cross-training. I'm squarely a landscape photographer, with an extra focus on seascapes, so a subgenre in a genre. Now, I don't claim to be an expert in landscapes or seascapes, far from it, yet I have grown to be capable at capturing a solid landscape photo. Many hours invested, practice, 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 but has that been a double-edged sword? My view on cross-training in a photographic sense is quite different now. For most of my time with the camera, I thought of a photographer that captured quote-unquote everything as someone that didn't quite know what they wanted to do. In other podcasts, I probably have mentioned Gregory Heisler and his quote, shoot what you can't help but shoot. That spoke to me because I feel that way about the ocean. I cannot help but take a photo of the ocean. and So I would look at cross trainers in photography as like, ooh, dare I say it, jack of all trades but master of none, but now I'm viewing it differently. The goal of mastery in one area of photography does not have to come at the sacrifice of exploring other interests. And there may even be benefits too. Maybe I'm due for some cross-training to shake things up. As I thought more about this cross-training idea And how actually the pandemic here in 2020 put some cross-training in front of me. It kind of forced me to find different ways to use my camera. I couldn't go out and capture the landscapes I loved. And one of the things I did was uh, I called it the Front Yard Challenge. And if you're in the Patreon community, you saw this in early May of 2020 where you stand in a single place And I went out to my front yard and said, I'm going to make 10 photos and that forced some changes in how I shoot and changes in how I captured things. And that came into play on one of my recent landscape outings. So post pand, I shouldn't say post pandemic, but as things are opening up and letting us get out a little bit more, I went out to the sunrise highway, local mountains in San Diego. And one of the things I captured was a very shallow depth of field for a wide landscape. It's not something I do very often, I almost never do that. But because of my front yard challenge, I'd taken some shallow depth of field photos and that rubbed off on me. And my quote unquote field of expertise of landscapes, I was able to try something new or at least new to me. Another thread that connects to this idea, or at least I see the connection because cross-training is on my mind, is a promo I saw for a masterclass taught by Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's an astrophysicist, a science communicator, you've probably heard of him, and the trailer begins with Neil saying, quote, one of the great challenges in this world is knowing enough about a subject to think you're right, but not enough about the subject to know you're wrong. Now that's an interesting tightrope to walk. And I think, I'm not sure, but I think cross-training might help here, at least in photography. So one idea, the Paul Erdős approach. Erdős loved a broad set of mathematical fields. Squarely a mathematician, yet broad within the field of mathematics. That can apply to photography. For example, trying a different genre. It will stretch you. It will push you. A common trapping, one I freely admit I have been caught by. You think, the camera works the same way. The camera doesn't change. It's light, shutter speed, aperture, get an exposure. Reasonably easy to go take photos for a new genre, right? Product photography, portrait, street and I'm sure many of you are already shaking your heads because you know it doesn't work that way. We think we know how to shoot street photos or portrait because we know how to operate a camera, but we don't know that we're very wrong. And so what happens, we go try this other genre, and we struggle, claw, muscle through it, but along the way, the friction makes some creative sparks. So try a new photography genre, even if it's tough, even if you don't ever share the work, try something different that's going to be uncomfortable. Another idea is to tap into both the Einstein example from the creator or expert article and Erdos, is to collaborate, meet up with other photographers, talk with other photographers, learn from one another. The benefits may not be obvious at first, it may take months, it may take years down the line before those dots get connected, but there's conversations and those little seedlings of ideas they can take root and they can show up in some fun, unexpected and creative ways. A third idea for cross-training is drawing on interests outside of photography. What other interests do you have? Maybe it's an artistic interest like painting, Maybe you paint yourself. Maybe you enjoy viewing paintings. How does a painter work that's different from a photographer? I view a painter as an art of inclusion. I choose what to put on the canvas. And photography is an art of exclusion. I choose what to eliminate from the frame. How does a painter work with light, with shadow, with composition? You get the idea here. You get the idea here the things that you think about, engage with in an artistic endeavor like painting can translate to your photography. Maybe you like psychology, how our minds perceive the world. Uh, If you've ever played games with parallax, closing one eye and opening another eye just to see how objects align differently in a scene. I like this one personally because we can learn more about how people react to the photos they are presented and use it to influence our photography, change our composition. Uh, One example that pops to mind is actually in post-processing, where cooler colors retreat. They move away from our minds, move away into the distance, and warmer colors advance and move closer to the viewer. How can that be used to add depth and dimension to a photo or to create tension for a viewer? The, The list here goes on and on. If you've listened to this podcast for the last few months, I've talked about how musicians, comedians, and martial artists have in some way shaped my photography. In this episode, I added mathematicians to that list. Interests outside of photography can and do play a role in our photography. They are a form of cross-training, and the connections you make to your photography will broaden your creativity. As I close out today's episode, I want to thank the supporters on Patreon. I cannot express my thanks enough. It is your support that makes this podcast possible. If you're interested in learning more about the Patreon community, would like to join in, there is a support the show button on all the pages of stopdownpodcast.com. You can also check the show notes for a link and learn all about it. That'll wrap up this week's episode. If you do any cross-training, let me know about it. Shoot me a message from StopDownPodcast.com. I'd like to hear what types of things you're doing to keep your creative mind engaged. And again, if you enjoyed the podcast, please, please tell a friend, and if you can, rate it on Apple Podcasts. And until next time, my name is Scott Davenport. Have fun.